I always look forward to Friday, not because it's Friday, but because I get to talk to Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network. And Jack joins us every Friday at 12.05. You should follow him on Twitter at Jack Windsor, and you should definitely subscribe to the Ohio Press Network. because It is where you get the actual news uh, reported in a nonpartisan way. So great to have you with us, Jack. And the dominant topic of conversation on my show the last couple of days has been this video recorded by an organization called Accuracy in Media, who I'd never heard of until now. But it was uh, two people working for Accuracy in Media going into Groveport schools, Upper Arlington schools, and the Upper Arlington Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, Matthew Boaz, is on this video thinking he's speaking with parents who are moving into the district wanting to know what is the district doing about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and will it be outlawed in the state of Ohio? And he proceeds to tell them, don't worry, we have ways of getting it in. The district's view of this is, hey, the video was a secret video, and so uh, we take a dim view of that. You're a journalist and you gather information. What's your view of how this information was gained and what should people know about that kind of disparaging that the district is trying to do of the content that the investigation gleaned? Well, let me first start by saying I've never met anyone that's been busted for something that they didn't want to be public that didn't pitch a fit, right? So I think the the normal response whenever an investigative report like this is released is that um, the people under the microscope get extremely uncomfortable and they cry foul. I, I don't think that that's outside the realm of expectation or reason. As a journalist, I think the first thing that we look at, I know we do at the Ohio Press Network, is, is this legal? And we would refer something like this to counsel if we were uh, the group doing the full undercover investigation. And by the way, investigative reporting is critically important. Uh, And this shows you why. But based on my conversations with our legal counsel in the past, what he would generally say to me is, Jack, Ohio is a one-party state. So if the party recording the audio or the video consents to it, then it, all things being equal, it's okay. Now, the the point I think that would be considered is, is there an expectation of privacy? Well, if I'm the uh, assistant at uh, Groveport Schools and I'm meeting with parents that I've never met before in a public school building, I don't know that there's an expectation of privacy. Uh, same goes with uh, Matthew Boaz, the mm-hmm. Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Upper Arlington. Is, is, is he going to argue that there's an expectation of privacy in meeting with parents uh, who may have kids in a public school system who are asking questions about the public school's policies? I think you're going to be hard-pressed uh, to find a legal counsel who would say, well, yeah, um, that's illegal. Now, the challenge with it is this. Anybody can sue anybody, anyone else for anything. So will there be a level of intimidation from the schools or the teachers' unions? I don't know. Maybe. Um, but this is what investigative journalism is all about in my book. I want to underscore again, and our guest is Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network. When you say Ohio is a one-party state, that means just one of the parties recording the conversation has to be in agreement with recording it. So Matthew Boaz, Upper Arlington Schools, Groveport Schools, they don't have to consent to it. It's legal to record it if one person knows it's being recorded. Yes, that's correct. And look, I understand the school's position. They're in crisis communication mode right now. Um, But let me be very clear about something. When uh, the person at Groveport says, well, you know, we trick them, you know. Um, Yeah. 
those are tough words to come back from. Mm -hmm. And and Boaz, to me, I watched the video. I understand that AIM clipped the video. I understand that they compressed it and put it into a narrative that supported what they were trying to convey. But, you know, Boaz said, quote, they, the parents, are not going to be supportive if I lay out everything we are going to do. But if I talk to them about doing one thing in the name of supporting students, they probably won't have an issue with this thing. By the time we get that thing established, if I start talking to them about some other thing, they don't realize it was two things. They just realize that we are moving from where we are to where we are going, but we are not going here because that would be liberal. In five years, they look back and are like, what happened? That's deception. <laughs> that is admitted that, that to me, I read that and I hear him say that and I go, well, that's strategic communication designed to circumvent the real issue and to talk around the, the critical point that parents are trying to ask about. Um, so, I, you know, I think there's a lot of egg on the face. We'll see how this plays out. Jack Windsor, Ohio Press Network, our guest, theohiopressnetwork.com online. Uh, yeah, I thought it was rich that Groveport said they objected to the deception when the person in the video confess to what would certainly be under the umbrella of deception on the part of the district and misleading parents. It is rich, isn't it? I don't care where you stand on the political spectrum. And by the way, isn't it interesting that we're talking about politics in schools? And you can go right down the line, right? If you are on the left, you probably support this. If you are on the right, you probably object to it. So any science or reasoning is really based on political science. Um, in activism, which is really sad. We should be teaching math, science, reading, and writing at a level that blows away every other global power, and we're not. We actually really suck at it. I don't care what side of the spectrum you're on. There, to me, is a fundamental issue with people instructing our kids, basically saying, we know better than you. We're not going to tell you what what we're doing with your kids, or if you don't have kids, with your tax dollars. Uh, There's a fundamental issue that needs to be addressed there. Yeah, no doubt about it. Jack Windsor, The Ohio Press Network, our guest. Follow him on Twitter, at Jack Windsor. So last night in UA, we had some parents who showed up at the board meeting where they went into executive session, presumably to talk about Matthew Boaz and damage control and CYA planning on the part of UA schools. And these parents were saying, hey, you know, uh, Matthew Boaz, he's our guy. We want this. This is terrible. What's going on? It's bringing ill repute to our community. And I had dinner with a gentleman last night, and I spoke to two parents yesterday in UA who were like, this guy's got to go. Like, he's lying to parents, and we don't want this garbage in our schools. And he's telling us it's not in our schools, and then he's confessing on video that it is in our schools, and he's going to make sure it's in our schools. How do communities bridge this gap between activists on one side who say, we're all about it, we want CRT, and others who go, and we like America, and everything America has done in the past is not perfect, but we admit our mistakes, we admit our flaws, and we don't want our kids growing up thinking that they are oppressors or oppressed based upon immutable characteristics like their race. Yeah, that's a great question, and I think the thing that you have to do is you have to answer the deep fundamental question before you can start seeing how this plays out in each individual circumstance. Let me give you an example. I'm going to use another volatile topic to prove the point. It's kind of like the discussion about abortion. Well, until we figure out where life begins, we're never going to be in agreement. Because once we agree on and we nail down where life begins, well, we're pretty clear in our Constitution about the right to be treated equally. So when it comes to this issue, well, what is a parent's fundamental right? The Supreme Court has said that parents have the right to direct, the 
upbringing and education of their kids. That's pretty clear. And oh, by the way, there have also been courts who have said this is a deeply held God-given right, the, the, the right to be a parent and to nurture and to educate your kid. So where is that line? And I think what we have to decide is, are we about personal agency or are we about the agency of the collective? And I can tell you that the country that we live in today and its founding fathers, they were not about collective agency. That's called communism. We are about personal agency. And if we understand where that line of personal agency is, I think it's real easy to solve these problems. And I think it's real easy to look at something like Boaz did and say, no, you are actually completely disrespecting somebody's personal agency, whether it's a student or a kid, because you're being deceptive. Totally agree. Jack Windsor, the Ohio Press Network, our guest, and we've talked a lot in your visits with us, Jack, about the Ohio State House. It's now about to get underway, this dysfunctional split between Republicans. Where do you see this legislature going, and is this uh, gap any closer to being bridged than what has been conveyed through your reporting over the past two, three weeks? Yeah, there are several messages, right? But what this is going to come down to is which caucus will be in control, right? Uh, the people who supported Derek Maron have 45 people. Mm-hmm. People who supported Jason Stevens have 22. I'm not real good at math, but 45 is bigger than 22. So uh, the majority, if they stick as they are, um, they're going to be the folks that have the football, and Jason Stevens is going to be trying to bat it away like there's 10 seconds left in the fourth quarter and you're down, right? Um, so who will control the finances? That's the other piece. I think we'll figure that out in the weeks ahead, especially as it relates to campaign dollars. The Ohio Revised Code is really clear. Each party has one war chest, and that war chest, how it's distributed, is supposed to be decided by the entire caucus. Again, 45 is bigger than 22. How do they meet that out? I don't know. And then I guess the other thing that we'll find out in the next week or two is who's going to be in leadership. Stevens has attempted to appoint Bill Seitz, the floor leader, John Cross, the assistant floor leader. Those guys are part of the coup of 22 that were whipping votes for Stevens. And then he reached across the aisle, I guess you could say, uh, and and invited James Hoops to be the majority whip and Sharon Ray to be the assistant floor leader. Well, here's the problem with that. The caucus has to approve it. So who's the caucus going to pick and who's going to end up being in those leadership roles? Um, Those are key pieces that we're going to find out. The one thing I would, I do want to talk about probably next week, I know we're almost out of time today, is what are the key pieces of legislation that are going to come out of this House uh, in the next couple of weeks? And I'm telling you right now, if House Joint Resolution doesn't get action in the next two weeks, uh, 20, 30, 40 years of work that conservatives have done to protect life in the state of Ohio is going to go by the wayside. Wow. Uh, We will talk more about that because that is a front burner item for me and I know for you as well. Jack Windsor, the Ohio Press Network. Follow him on Twitter at Jack Windsor. As always, Jack, very great to have you on. Thanks so much. Bruce, God bless you. Thank you. We brought you the story yesterday of uh, Ivan Provorov, the Philadelphia Flyers hockey player who did not want to go out and warm up for the Flyers game in a gay Pride Night jersey. Did not want to wrap his stick in rainbow tape because his Russian Orthodox religion uh, told him that was not something that he should do. And so he stayed in the locker room. He did not give an interview railing against the evils of the LGBTQ movement all the damage that it does to people, all the lies it tells about 
how the suicide rate is astronomically high because people bully LGBTQ kids. No, he didn't make the argument that maybe it's because they're living in conflict with uh, the moral truth that God places on every human heart. Uh, Ivan Provorov didn't do any of that. He tried to just quietly and silently observe his religion according to what he felt was his calling. And he was, of course, for this, vilified because uh, while a lot of the most shrill people on the left preface their vitriol towards someone like Ivan Provorov by saying, he can believe whatever he wants, but... (laughs) And then they proceed to tell you why he can't believe whatever he wants, because in this culture, we will not put up with this. Well, Ivan Provorov early in the week, and now, welcome to the Cancel Culture Spotlight, NBC football commentator Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy, as we speak, is in Washington, D.C. Do you know what's going on in Washington, D.C. today? The March for Life is going on in Washington, D.C. today, and I would imagine it will be a very spirited March for Life, because this, of course, is the first March for Life since the overturn of Roe versus Wade. But Tony Dungy is not allowed to be pro-life, I guess, because Tony Dungy has a public platform. Tony Dungy's on Football Night in America. Tony Dungy occasionally does color analysis on an NFL playoff game. Um, Tony Dungy has always been very out front with his faith in Christ. He cited it as the thing that allowed he and his family to get over the suicide of his son James. He tells a very, very searing story about questioning God, about why his son James, who was battling depression throughout his life, why God did not keep James Dungy from taking his own life. And Tony said he was thinking this through and he felt God asking him, you know, if you could have kept your son from doing this, would you have done so? And Tony said, yes, of course. And then Tony was reading letters he got from friends of his son, James, who came to faith through watching how Tony and his family handled that and wondered where does a family get the strength to deal with one of, if not the worst circumstances you can ever go through. And Tony said he was thinking about those letters and thinking about the difference that his example of relying on Christ in times of things that no one could understand apart from Christ. He was thinking about the difference that that made in people's lives, and he he heard that question again from God, if you could know that that was going to make a difference in all those lives and still keep your son from doing what he did, would you keep your son from doing what he did? And Tony said, I had to be honest, and I said, yes, I would stop him from doing that, even though the people who came to faith would not have. And he said he felt God saying, well... I didn't make that same choice with my son. In other words, God let his son die on the cross so Tony Dungy could be saved, so I could be saved, so you could be saved, so those other kids who came to faith could be saved. So Tony Dungy's faith is is real. It's been tested. He has proven it authentic, and his faith tells him, just like my faith told me years ago, I stopped being 
indifferent to the whole pro-choice, pro-abortion, pro-life movement. I was indifferent to it. I wasn't going to get pregnant, wasn't going to get anybody pregnant, didn't concern me. Why did I have to have an opinion on it? And then, and I've had other people call this show and say the same thing. Their views on pro-life matters changed when they got serious about their faith. In other words, when they really dug into the Bible and see and saw what the Bible says about life, about how it is a gift from God, about how God forms us and knows us before we draw our first breath, then you cannot be anything but pro-life. So Tony Dungy's living according to his faith. Ivan Provorov's living according to his faith. But of course, his faith does not meet with the approval of leftists out there. Uh, Dave Zirin, sports editor of The Nation, said he is done with Tony Dungy. And the way the NFL and the NBC coddle his right-wing extremism. Dave Zirin says he is sick that someone like Tony Dungy is venerated throughout the NFL world as a man of character because he has spent years as an anti-gay bigot. Really? Has he spent years as an anti-gay bigot? Tony Dungy doesn't strike me as a bigot. Tony Dungy strikes me as someone who is compassionate toward others and does not want others to miss the joy of living an obedient life in Christ. Uh, Dave Zirin says, Tony Dungy has publicly and proudly said that he would not want a gay football player on his team. He said a decade ago that he disagreed with the lifestyle of Jason Collins, the first out active male gay player in the NBA. This is a Dungy staple calling the LGBT lifestyle a lifestyle even after people have said to him repeatedly how hurtful and outdated such a description is. He simply doesn't care. Well, I, I mean, that's a relative statement. He doesn't care what the people trapped in that lifestyle say about it because he cares what God says about it because Tony Dungy orders his life according to what God says, not just about LGBTQ issues, but about everything. That is the whole investment we are asked to make in our faith is to not treat it like an item on a restaurant buffet that we don't particularly have a taste for. See, that's the way Joe Biden treats his faith. That's the way Nancy Pelosi treats their faith. They're very devout Catholics, except it comes to that one little tenant about being pro-life. Then it's like, nah, I'll pass on that. I'll pass on that. Give me the, uh, over here, can I have the political power plate, please? I'll take that. No. Uh, as my friend Chris Spielman said years ago, faith is not an a la carte item. You don't get to pick the parts you like and the parts you don't like. Good for you, Tony Dungy, being out front and authentic with your faith.